Shall we lift up our voices to God together and just thank God for yet another day of the word? This is the second day of the victory night. The Bible says, thanks be to God, he gives us victory through our Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father, for the victory that you have wrought in our lives. Thank you for giving us the privilege to be called sons of God. What a great honor to be enlisted among your army on earth. Glorious God, we bless you. We magnify thee, we exalt you. Thank God for the Holy Spirit of God who teaches us all truth. And thank God tonight as we will learn again from the, at the feet of the Holy Spirit. Thank God for his presence that surrounds you where you are right now. Thank God for the angels of the Lord, the holy angels of God that have surrounded every place where this broadcast is heard now. Thank God for the presence of God, the presence of the Father. Thank God for the insight that He will give to us tonight. Thank God for the prayers we will pray tonight. The Holy Spirit will put words in our mouths. The words that we speak shall be the words of God. And, the, and heaven will honor our voice tonight. We bless your name, Lord, that among all creatures you have counted us worthy to be those through whom you will express your will upon the face of the earth. Father, we bless you. We exalt and magnify your holy name. What a glorious opportunity. In Jesus' holy and anointed name we are prayed. Amen. Yes. Um, we are going to pray still on that prayer. Uh, two prayers I will leave before I will release moment to, to direct us. You know, the Bible says in the book of Acts chapter 5, it says, after the manifestation of chapter 4 and went to 5, it says, some religious leaders were saved. We want to pray that God, our God, should invade our parliament. If you, are, if you are from any country and you are listening to me, it will be your duty to pray for your government. We want light to shine in Parliament of Great Britain. We want salvation. We want our Prime Minister filled with the Holy Spirit. We want uh, House of Lord to encounter revival. Let there be a revival in those, in those, uh, among those dignities. Our judiciary to experience revival. Our military to experience revival. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Our God and King will pray for the salvation of all the people in authority. For there is no authority but that that is from God. And so, Lord, we pray that you will invade our parliament with salvation. You will, Lord, pass through those who are marked for salvation there. Be filled with the Holy Ghost. And, Lord, as, 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 as we read in the scripture, it, uh, uh, when Paul was defending his uh, uh, encounter with uh, Cornelius, he said, as I was speaking, the Holy Ghost broke into their midst. Father, Lord, as, as they are sitting for the parliament, Holy Spirit invade the parliament. As they are sitting in the house of Lord, Holy Spirit invade the house of Lord. Father God, I pray in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we ask you, O God, that you will invade our parliament. Lord, you will invade our, our, our authority, our judiciary. Lord, we will baptize them with the Holy Spirit. Revival will break out in the uh, nucleus of Great Britain, in the mighty name of Jesus, and your name shall be exalted. Father, we pray, we pray, we pray, we pray, we pray. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, stretch out your hand over our parliament, stretch out your hand over our judiciary. Let there be salvation on the streets of England. Lord, as we have had the threat about COVID, 
Father, let the threat of salvation of people in England, let it threaten the kingdom of hell. In the name of Jesus, let there be repentance on our streets. In the name of Jesus, let there be repentance in our homes, in our neighborhood. Let there be revival, revival, revival. Will you not revive us again, oh God? Look at the work of the fathers of this country. Father, revive Britain, Lord. Revive the United Kingdom, Lord. Say revival, 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 revival. Brand the road to sobra lebre, negre sula bredos que lebron de lebusta. Send your revival, O God. Father, send your revival. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. One more prayer I want us to pray. Is this. You know, during this COVID, we know that SARS is not new to the world. That is this COVID-19. It has happened before. Of course, we know it. uh, uh, 2002. It is the same coronavirus that is SARS. Okay? Then there's another thing that is coming up now that I will be sending to every one of you. That is the information, the truth that is coming from the um, from the Center for Disease Control and Protection, U.S. government. Now, they have begun to reveal exact truth of what happened through this period of of disease. We know, all of us know this, even before this report, that the number of people killed by coronavirus are not up to the half of people that statistics claim that coronavirus killed. Majority of people who were killed were not killed by coronavirus. That is, majority of people who the UK said, well, you know, died in this coronavirus particular time, America died in this coronavirus, are not really killed, they are not victims of coronavirus. We recognize that majority of them are victims of other diseases. Another fact that we know from the medical research, uh, researchers and the authorities is that last year, those who died of, of um, like in England, those who died of ordinary flu, they are more than those who have been recorded that they died by coronavirus. But when, flu had, when we had flu, there was no threat. There was no news, threatening news all over the whole place. Last year, too, there was no threatening news in, in America uh, globally or when we had the first coronavirus came in, in 2002. There was no such scar to shut down business and all stuff like that. Now, we now know that the government of our nations recognize this now. That's the reason why there's a big conflict between the opinion of the government that people should go back to normal life. But what has happened is that because of false information, Many people have been crippled with fear, and fear is of the devil. Fear is of the devil. The devil does not want this world to live in peace. He does not want the church of God to operate by the power that God has given to them. And so, the only way is to pass false rumor from so, so much acclaimed researchers, eventually for them to come out now and begin to say that really we are really wrong, because this is the statistic that we have. So, we want to pray. <coughs> a number of people have been incarcerated with fear. If you look at statistics today, they were showing it on our, on our television. And, as the city of London is almost empty. And many workers are now uh, uh, having contemplation that they would prefer to work at home. About 80-something percent of British workers prefer to work at home than go to the city. 
What that will amount to is that a number of businesses in the city will crash and collapse. Are we together? Because there are a number of businesses in the city, they depend on workers coming to city every day for their survival. All the people who are employed in those businesses as we enter into October, they be gone. A lot of organizations too, who, who make their livelihood from building properties and hiring offices out, they will begin to have problems. What that will be is that what that will do is that it will it will affect the stock exchange, it will affect the medicals, the budget, it will affect everything. And if the fear that Satan is has instilled into people continue, you will discover that the devil is almost accomplishing his work to cause chaos and anarchy in the whole world. And we are going to pray against it. And you who is a Christian too, I want you to know this that I have said this again that coronavirus has no 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 nothing to do with your normal Christian rights. And it has nothing to do with your normal Christian values as the scripture has commanded. We must go out to evangelism, we must meet to pray, we must meet to worship, and we must meet to read the word of God, to study the word of God. We must live a normal life. So we're going to pray. The Bible says that in the book of Acts, chapter three, uh, chapter chapter three, yes. After they have been threatened in the church, he said, when they gathered together and went to their own company, when they went back to their own company, um, let's go to chapter, chapter 4, really. Chapter 4 is where I want to pray. It says, now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. There are many Christians now that their heart have failed them. They can't even open their mouth to testify about Jesus anymore. There are many churches now that are in limbo because the, the conditions that they were given, though the government made it clear to churches that we are not, you don't want anything to affect church life, yet there are people who have gone extremely far to the place whereby their existence is being extinct right now as I'm talking to you. There are many believers also who have so much fear that they cannot go to the house of God. When the Bible says that do not withdraw from the gathering of one another. If coronavirus is what will make somebody deny the sovereignty of Jesus Christ, something is wrong for, for the, with that person. That is antichrist spirit. Trying to molest people. Because the people who took the gospel from us, they went to places where they will be beheaded and they were beheaded for Christ. And so our faith in God can never be dictated by any condition or any adverse situation. If we allow us to affect us, then we deny the sovereignty of the God who died for us and who had given us the power to do all things. So we're going to pray against the spirit of fear. That the cartel of Satan over the spread of fear around the globe be destroyed. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the cartel of the devil to breed fear into God's people, to breed fear into the people of the world, to cause chaos and confusion, will come against it in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The Bible says if the devil will come like a flood, God will raise a standard. We command before the end of September, a standard by God be raised against all the threats of the devil in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. A standard by God be raised against all the confusion that the devil is bringing concerning this coronavirus that is nothing. Father, Lord, we decree it in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth that boldness will come upon the face of the earth. People will go back to their normal life in the name of Jesus. 
Jesus. The fear that Satan has sent out will banish, will bind, will bind, will bind, will bind in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The Bible says, gather ye distant land and be scattered. Devise a plan, it shall be twafted. A strategy, it shall not stand. In the name of Jesus, every plan of Satan concerning the world will destroy it in the name of Jesus. Every, every uh, 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 plot of the devil will thwart it in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Let us ask that God will release his holy angels into every home into everybody in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth and take out fear, every spirit of fear sent to the nation. We banish them in the name of Jesus. We destroy their control and their power in the name of Jesus Christ. We pray for decision makers of this world in the name of Jesus that they will speak what heaven is saying. We cripple all the plans of the enemy to cripple the economy of the world. We destroy it in the name of Jesus Christ. We stand against the odds of Satan in the name of Jesus. We cripple the, the spirit of fear sent against some Christians in the name of Jesus. We pray for enlightenment of the Holy Spirit to come into a heart of believers in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth that the kingdom of God will forcefully advance in the, this season as you have decreed salvation for many. Revival will break out in the head out of people in every home. Revival will break out. People will break out of their shell and move out in the name of the Lord of hosts and we, we possess nations and take over territories in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Father, we break the chains of injustice. We break the chain of unrighteousness. We break the chain of fear and deception of the devil. Thank you, sovereign Lord. You are worthy to be praised and worshipped. In Jesus' holy anointed name we are praying. Amen and amen and amen. I want to say that um, today is victory night, but it falls into our double blessing. Uh, uh, Bible study on Wednesday. And mommy has been teaching on the book of Ecclesiastics Lamentation. and Lamentation, the book of Lamentation. And it has been interesting. This is the Lamentation of Jeremiah. And I, I know that uh, every one of you who have been reading Lamentation have been referencing to Jeremiah. Because Jeremiah, after he had prophesied um, over the, the, uh, the people of Israel, over five kings after he had prophesied and prophesied over the, over, over the, uh, the, the nation of Israel and Judah, the Bible tells us that he lamented because the prophecies began to happen. And when those prophecies began to happen, that was what led to the lamentation uh, of Jeremiah. And today I will hand over to Pastor uh, Reverend Omar mm-hmm. to continue uh, from the book of Lamentation of Jeremiah chapter Lamentations. <laughs> Reverend Omar, please. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Good evening, everyone. I really want to praise God and thank Him for the opportunity granted us again to look or sit with Him to study the Word of God tonight. The psalmist says, I was glad when they said unto me, Let us go into the house of the Lord. We know that we are in our betters, even though we are at home. And the Holy Spirit is going to teach us our right tonight. It's a pity that uh, some of us cannot contribute. But I just want to bring us, take us back to chapter 4. Because chapter 4 and chapter 5 of Lamentations, they are both similar. So we are looking, as we look through the book of Lamentation, we are looking at why is it that Jeremiah was lament, or lamented or lament or cried lamented. or lamented over Jerusalem. And we saw several reasons because of the sin uh, of the people. And uh, that takes me just to 
take us briefly through the book of Lamentation chapter chapter 4. We see that because of the sin of the people, the nation was destroyed. And we can now see the outcome of sin in that chapter 4. I said to us last week that according to the book of Proverbs chapter 14, 34b, sin is a disgrace to any people. We see the impact of sin on the economy and the life of God's people. When we continue to sin, things will go very bad. And because of the sin of the people, they make God to be angry and God punished them. So in that revelation, uh, Lamentation chapter 4, we see the impact of sin, even on, not only on the people, but also on the economy. And if I would just comment on some of them from verse 1 to 5 and 10 and some <coughs> other verses, said gold was losing its value and becoming worthless. Gold that was valued for money. Businesses were having problems because of the sin of the people. War has come, the banks are closed down, and all these things have happened. And uh, because uh, gold has lost its value, and it can only be compared to clay, you can see it in one of the verses there. God's people have allowed their love for money to lead them into sin. And the same thing is happening in our nation today. It's happening all over the world today. You must follow what the word of God says. In that book of 1 Timothy, if I will remind us again, chapter 6, verse 10, that love for money is the root of all evil. Because of the sin of the people, Jeremiah wept, Jeremiah cried. Because animals, even the jackals, were considered more, uh, more than human beings. Mm. While God's people, because of their heartless nature, are likened to ostriches. You remember last week when I took us to the book of Job chapter 39. Ostriches that are, that are careless birds, they can kill their young ones, all what they want, all what they are about is feed. And you can see that if you look at that book of Job 39, 13 to, to 18, those of you that are not with us, but if you can go back to it again. Referencing their careless nature in that verse 3, of that uh, Jeremiah chapter 4. Let's quickly go to that verse 3. Say we have become, no, no, that's chapter 5, chapter 4. Even jackals offer their breasts to nurse their young ones. But my people have become heartless like ostriches in the desert. We are compared to ostriches that, uh, that have careless nature in that verse 3. Jeremiah was crying because many children were neglected. If you note that phrase in that verse 4, he said, infant tongue sticks to the roots of his mouth and children beg for bread and no one gives it to them. Amen. Jeremiah was weeping and crying because destitute have, scat have, have been on the streets. Street life becomes a norm thing of the day, and as many in high position now begging and sleeping on the streets, and the rich, the royals, they become poor. That chapter 4 verse 5. Even Sodom's punishment was overthrown in a moment. Sodom and Gomorrah 
You all know the story in Genesis 19.24-25. When the fire came, it came at, a, at an instant. While in this case, the punishment that God is giving to the people in Judah lingers on. So they were in suffering. It continued. They will not find ourselves in such suffering. So the punishment was sweet without wasting time. It was overthrown in a moment, chapter 4, verse 6b. But Jerusalem was left in the hands of her captors, captors making, her, making her destruction neither quick nor merciful. May the Lord help us in the name of Jesus, and so on and so forth. All these were the reason why Jeremiah was crying. All these were the reason why Jeremiah lamented. There are several other things to mention, but a few in this in this scripture. Go back to last week's message and listen to it. Today we are going to the book of Lamentation, chapter five. Same, it continued with the same punishment, the same punishment for sin. And the and Jeremiah started crying because this chapter actually focused on the people itself. And so Jeremiah uh, pleaded for restoration of the people. That this suffering is too much. Lord have mercy. Can look at a rebellious, rebellious child or people that keep on sinning and when the punishment comes upon them, parents will cry. Friends will cry. Family will cry. All in the end, asking for God to, to, to have mercy and restore such people. And that is the exact picture that we are going to see in this chapter. In this chapter, I says, I read, Remember, Lord, what has happened to us. Look and see our disgrace. Sin has caused problems. It has caused them to be disgraced. Our inheritance has been turned over to strangers. You can write Jeremiah 17, verse 4. If time permits, we read it. Deuteronomy chapter 26, verse 1. The people's inheritance has been turned over to strangers. Our homes to foreigners. We have become fatherless. This is what sin can cause and disobedience to God. Our mothers are widows. That you can see in Jeremiah chapter 15. You can write it against it. Verse 8, you know I said to us, we're going to and fro from the book of Jeremiah. We must buy the water we drink. Our wood can be had only at a price. It has come to a period of farming that water has become <coughs> expensive. Someone was sharing me the other day that he had a dream that the loaf of bread was about 50 pounds. We will not get to that stage in Jesus' name. Instead of wrath, may God have mercy. This was what was happening to them. Even water that is common, that you can buy a bottle of water, you can't even buy water. Her wood can be had only at a price. You know, we need firewood to do a lot of things, to warm up themselves, to cook, do various things. It becomes expensive, that they cannot even afford it. Those who pursue us are at their heels. We are weary and find no rest. They might weep, weep or cry for this reason. 
we submitted to Egypt and Assyria to get enough bread. Even their enemies now have become where they will go for food, to, 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 to search for food from their enemies, from the world. Our ancestors sinned and are no more. <laughs> and we bear their punishment. Slaves rule over us. And there is no one to free us from their hands. We get our bread at the risk of our lives because of the sword in the desert. Our skin is hot as an oven. You can write Lamentations chapter 4, verse 8 to 9 against that. Feverish from hunger. They have become dry like bone because of famine. You know, it's only the oven that can make something to be dried. So their skin is dried. No moisture anymore. There is no more succulent. No moisturizer to, to put on the skin. Women have been violated in Zion. And virgins in the town of Judah. Look at what has happened to them now. People are being raped. Princes have been hung up by their hands. Even princes. Special people, people from the palace, God's own people, royal priesthood, holy nation. They have been hung up by their hands. They are now raising their hand to surrender to their enemy. Elders are shown no respect. Is that not what is happening today in our generation? Young men toil as a millstone, as it's grinding. Boys stagger under loads of wood. They have been oppressed. He said the elders are gone from the city gates. The elders that are supposed to sit at the city gate to discuss politics, discuss business, discuss serious matters. You know, at the city gate, that is where a lot of elders go to sit down to discuss the matter of the nation and everything. Look at what is happening in our parliament. That becomes like a city gate for us. Confusion all around. The elders are gone from the city gate. They can no longer be there anymore. The young men have stopped their music. The Bible says the sound of rejoicing shall not cease in a camp. But in this case, even the young men, they cannot sing anymore. The, the music is stopped. No, no music is playing. Everywhere, everyone is unhappy. Joy is gone from our hearts. Our dancing has turned to mourning. The crown has fallen from our heads. The crown falling. Disgrace has come upon the people. Woe to us, for we have sinned. Thank God that they realize it. Some people, the crown are falling from their head now. They are not realizing. But in this case, Jeremiah realizes, and these are what is made Jeremiah to cry. People that are supposed to be ruling, they have become slaves. People that are supposed to be riding on the horse, like Ecclesiastes said, they are walking on foot like slaves. Because of this, our hearts are faint. Because of this, things, uh, our eyes grow dim. That is, when your eyes grow dim, you see, where people cry, may you not get to that point. When eyes grow dim, cry and cry, the only thing that blocks your face or your eyes is the tears. It makes the eye to grow dim. The next thing you see is the red. It is so reddish. That is what has happened to them. 
They have been so impoverished that their eyes grew or grow dim because they have cried their eyes out. For Mount Zion, which like desolate, with dark house, falling over it. Animals fool everywhere now instead of human beings. Why, why, why are their cows uh, prowling over it? They are going to search for dead bodies because people are dying. You, Lord, reign forever. Now, the, the reality is the sovereignty of the Lord. In the midst of all this, God is still sovereign. He said, You, Lord, reign forever. Your throne endures from generation to generation. That is the God we serve. Why do you always forget us? doesn't forget us, but our sin has made us to be far away from him. Why do you forsake us so long? Restore us to yourself, Lord, that we may return, that we may return. Renew our days as of old. Mark that verse uh, 21, because this is where we end up with when I read my notes. Restore us to yourself, Lord, that we may return. Renew our days as of old. Unless you have utterly rejected us and are angry with us beyond measure. May the Lord bless the reading of his holy word. Mm -hmm. This is a picture of bitterness and suffering that we can see here in the midst of God's people. But it is only God that can restore us. That takes me quickly back to the notes. A cry for remembrance or a prayer for restoration. The hardship and the anguish of the people that you can see in that chapter 5, 1 to 18. This section is viewed and seen by some as a description of terrible condition in Jerusalem after its capture. The other part of it, 19 to 22, can see prayer for deliverance. Jeremiah recounts the compassionate state of Judah and Jerusalem. You can see that from the beginning. Well, just showing one after the other. He recounts the compassionate state of Judah and Jerusalem after the Babylonian destruction and Jeremiah pleads with the Lord to remember his people. From that verse 1 to 14. Why was Jeremiah sorrowful? Many are sorrowful today. Can you get the reason why you are sorrowful? People are sorrowful because of their children. People are sorrowful because of their husbands. People are sorrowful because of, of their job. People are sorrowful because their enemies all around them causes them to be sorrowful. But in the case of Jeremiah, God's own people continue to sing. As many parents are sorrowful, sorrowful today because they, they, they don't have a clue of what is happening to the people that they have raised. Say, so why was Jeremiah sorrowful? And what made him plead with God for the people of Judah and Jerusalem? May God help us, even in, in, in our sorrows or whatever must, must have made us to be sorrowful, so that we can have that gap or chance to pray. Because when you get to that stage, sometimes you cannot pray. Sometimes it's wickedness that comes into the mind. But thank God for Jesus that softens the spirit, soul, and body and will cause us to plead and pray like Jeremiah here. 
So why was Jeremiah sorrowful and what made him plead with God for the people of Judah and Jerusalem? Jeremiah was sorrowful because after the, uh, uh, the, uh, the Babylonian destruction of uh, Jerusalem, the people became homeless. The people became fatherless. Their inheritance has been turned over to aliens. That's what that verse 1 was telling us. And that you can see in that Jeremiah 17, 4 as well. And their houses to foreigners. That verse 2 to 3. They have become orphans. And they have become thin, homeless, neglected, abandoned children. And their mother are like widows. That's what war can cause when we allow sin to take us over. We begin to war in our spirit, soul, and body. In the natural and the physical, there is fighting. Husbands are dying. Jackals are eating, like we have read. And many are becoming widows. Look at ordinary things that happen uh, in, in some nations, even in our own time here. That houses were, were destroyed. And many things happen. People become homeless. You can see a type of that in the time of uh, Jeremiah. He cried. He wept. These are God's own people that are not supposed to suffer. But because of their sins, they have allowed the enemy to take over their lives. So Jeremiah was crying because they were homeless. Like we look at the television and we see a lot of people destroyed because of war or because of carelessness of such nations. We should cry and weep for such people. <clears throat> people have become orphans. And people have become widows. Verse 2 to 3 of that chapter 5. Why was Jeremiah crying? Drinking water became a luxury. Hmm. When we go to the shop and we don't even see water anymore, people are hiding to sell water. One, maybe one bottle of water that we buy, maybe for one pound or 50p. We are now paying 25 pounds for that bottle. May that time not come in the name of Jesus. The man was crying because to buy water was a luxury. And their wood comes at a price. The wood that they use to, to, to warm up and do things in the house, to cook. They have to pay big money for it. Both in one word are expensive to buy. That is the wood and the water. Very expensive to buy. Famine. The man was crying for this reason. That's all. For that chapter 5. Why was Jeremiah crying? Verse 10. Said they bear the, uh, verse 5 to 9. Said they bear the sins of the iniquity of their fathers. Servants ruled over them. They were persecuted, mocked, and enslaved by the Egyptians, by their enemies, and by the by Assyrians, their enemies. To be satisfied with bread, to get at risk. Of their lives because they don't have food so their enemy have to put them under tension for them to get ordinary bread to eat they have to risk their lives Jeremiah cried and cried verse 5 to 9 verse 10 why was Jeremiah crying in that lamentation 
chapter 5. Because the people were hungry and hopeless due to famine. Verse 10. Why was Jeremiah crying? Verse 11. Women were molested. They were raped. And it's happening in our nation today. Why was he crying? Verse 12. The princes were maltreated. Elderly were disrespected. Is that not happening in our nation today? Elderly disrespected. Parents disrespected. They were not respected at all. Leaders in the household of faith not respected. People are messing around. Who are you? Are you talking for me? People misbehave. Was crying. The princes were maltreated. Special people. And when it gets to that verse 13, why? They were crying. Young men and boys subject, subjected to slave labor. They were grinding at the millstones and stagger under the load of wood. You, maybe they, 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 are, they carry load on their heads. We look at them. Some of these discoveries, you see, some of these young boys or young girls, they go and cut firewood. They carry load on their head and they, they are oppressed. Their neck is bent. Because that, that, there is no, 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 no means. That's the only way. You wake up in the morning, just go to your cooker, turn it on. The gas people have put it on for you. Everything is done. But they have to go and till. The ground to eat food. You have to go and cut firewood. And this, this happened in this nation before. But thank God, put on the heater. The heater, all the, everything is well is, is in shape. Jeremiah was crying because the people are being impoverished. Sound of rejoicing ceased as young men withdrew or withdraw from from their music, and the elders no longer sit at the gates. I've told you. At the gate, the elder go there to deliberate business, to talk about nice, nice things. All these things still happen in some of these European countries. When we go on holidays, we see them. In the evening, that's when they go to sit down, to really talk, to discuss. And some are in, in, the, in the shop, some, so you know. The gates, where decisions have been made. Sound of rejoicing has ceased in the city. city. As young men withdraw, from their music and the elders no longer sit at the gates. Curfew everywhere. The whole city is made desolate with only foxes <coughs> walking about the streets. That you can see in verse 14 to 18. In the midst of all this desperate or awful situation, Jeremiah recognized and pleaded with the Lord. And that's what you can see in that 19 to 20. And he calls upon him to restore his people. And he renewed their days as of old. The conclusion affirms the unchangeable nature of the Lord. Which we read in Lamentations chapter 3, 22. God is ever willing, beloved. When we are willing to change for good, God is ever willing. Can I remind us again that we cannot continue to sin and expect grace to abound. I concluded here with the book of uh, Psalm, because when I was reading that part, that book of Psalm 144 came to mind. 
is one of my favorite books or words that I don't joke with at all. Psalm 144, I read verse 12. When the people of God are restored, said then as sons in their youth, you'll be like well nurtured plants. And eventually you are crying. You are lamenting over an issue, over your work, over your children, over your babies, over your sons, over your daughters. God is restoring them in the name of Jesus. And that verse 12 of that Psalm 144 says, Then our sons in their youth will be like well nurtured plants, and our daughters will be like pillars carved to a dog palace. God will restore them again in the name of Jesus. With their sons, they'll be like well nurtured plants. They'll have the fullness of God in them. They'll be seasoned in the word. And if their daughters, they'll be like carved pillars to adorn the palace, the house of God in the name of Jesus. He said our bands will be filled with every kind of provision. And at that time, there is nothing that they need, that you need, that will not be supplied by the Lord. Because when God restores, He restores abundantly. Mm. Our sheep will increase by thousands, by thousands in our field. Then we are prospering. Because these, these people that have, that have dishonored God are being restored, and then they are prospering as well. Our oxen will draw heavy loads. The, the leaders will be so happy. And they will do, everyone will be doing their work. Leaders will be prepared now to be restoring them and putting them in their right positions. And prophesying to anyone that is going through this at this hour. When God restores, He restores abundantly. He said, Our oxen will draw heavy loads. Let us just be prepared. Because when sinners are now being restored, people that are in the world are being restored to come back to God. We have more work to do. May God grant us the grace and the wisdom to restore them in Jesus' name. At that time, there will be no bridging of walls. All these that have been happening will not happen anymore. Amen? No more going into captivity because people have learned from their mistakes. Disobedient children are now obedient. Things are being structured. The love of God is radiating all over and things are being structured and put in place. He said, no more going into captivity. No cry of distress in our streets like widowing, fatherless, homeless, inheritance taking that we are reading. That will be no more. He said, blessed is the people of whom this is true. Blessed is the people whose God is the Lord. It shall come to pass. Mm. And that is what that scripture is. We are blessed. This will come to pass in our nation. We see this world coming to Christ. People that have left God backslidden, they will be coming back to Christ. If God give us the grace and the wisdom to restore them. The streets that have been full with jackals, that have been, you know, like people that have become ostriches, careless about their lives. About the lives of their children. 
they will not become blessed. And our streets, there will be no bridging of walls anymore. No more going into captivity. People are no more going to be homeless, sleeping on the street anymore. And no cry of distress that, that, that is causing Jeremiah to weep here. That will be no more. The princes will not be mis, uh, maltreated anymore. Elderly will be respected again. That's verse 12. Young men and boys will, will not be subject to slave labor anymore. To be doing wrong things. Or being loaded with, 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 with heavy load. It is only Jesus' load that is easy. And his burden is light. There will no curfew anymore on our streets. Like everybody, COVID has come now. We are all seated at home. We can't go out. It's a curfew. You don't know. We thank God that we are resuming to go back to work. People are losing their jobs. Things are not going the way it's supposed to go. He said there will be no more going into captivity. No cry of distress will be on our streets. Because all the shops that are closed, they are crying, we want to open. Headless, I want to come back. Uh, people that are selling snacks want to come back. The streets that have always been busy want to be busy again. When God restores, because that is what uh, the end of that verse 19. In the midst of all this awful situation, Jeremiah said and pleaded with God. And he calls upon God that he will restore his people. And renew their days as of all. God will bring things to, to be as it used to be again in the name of Jesus. May the Lord bless us. I rest my case in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Shall we pray together? Amen. I think one of the things that we need to look for in praying is this. Um, I wrote a prayer point here. Okay. Let's see mommy's prayer point. We have read in the book of Lamentation. It's also what we have read in the book is also happening in our nation, church and community. Let us lament for the sin of our nation people and ask God to forgive and heal our land. Okay, then let us pray. Yeah. <laughs> well, what's the prayer point that uh, mommy has written is that what is happening, what happened to Jeremiah is happening in our, uh, our today's world. And so let us pray for our government and the nation that God will forgive our nation first of all and God will heal us. And I think we can attach that to the book of Second Chronicles chapter 7 verse 14. It says, if my people that are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and um, repent of their wicked ways, it says, then will I hear from heaven and I will heal their land. It says, I will hear their land. If you look at in the book of Jeremiah chapter uh, 15 verse 8, Jeremiah says something there. It, it says, God said, I will make their widows more numerous than the sand of the sea. At midday, I will bring a destroyer against the mothers uh, of their young men. Suddenly, I will bring down on them anguish and terror. And if you look at Lamentation, exactly what God said in that Jeremiah is what he had done in the book of Lamentation. There is also a scripture 
uh, which, uh, which goes with chapter, um, uh, chapter 5, verse 2, in Jeremiah 17, what chapter 5, verse 2 says in Lamentation is that our inheritance has been turned over to aliens, our homes to foreigners. If you look at Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 14, it says, verse 4, sorry, Jeremiah 17, 4, it says, through your own fault, you will lose the inheritance I give you. Through your own fault. And it says, I will enslave you to your enemies in a land you do not know. That is taking them to Babylon. For you have kindled my anger and it will burn forever. We are going to pray that Lord forgive the sin of our land. If you look at this country and the countries, the other nations of the world, this is what has happened. All what has happened that Jeremiah warned Israel against, they have done it. They worship idols, they, 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 they you know, uh, engage in all manners of activities that are satanic, they, 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 they move away from God, they set up all manners of institutions or societies or groups that are anti-God. And so God is now punishing our nation. So we're going to pray that God forgive the sins of our land, turn the hearts of people unto you. It's just about the revival we're praying for, that Lord visit our land and turn our heart back to the cross. Shall we just begin to pray? Lord, our God and King, we just Jesus, pray. We humble ourselves before you Lord, according to the book of Second Corinthians the 7, of Second Chronicles 7. Oh, visit we land, pray for, the, for your mercy over the church. Father, over the land. Forgive the church for their sins. Forgive the land. Oh, Lord, for their wickedness, for their rebellion. Father, forgive us of all the idol worshiping in our land. Forgive us of all the reprobates of our land. Lord, we pray for our land. We pray for our nation. Father, Lord, we draw your punishment. We draw your judgment of God. Have mercy, have mercy, have mercy, have mercy. Oh, Sovereign Lord, we pray, we pray for mercy, we pray for mercy. The nation has sinned and they have killed innocent blood. And the blood of the innocent cry from the ground unto heaven. Father, we pray for mercy, we pray for mercy, we pray for mercy, we pray for mercy, we pray for mercy. Oh, Sovereign Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Father, help us to go back to their right thinking of God in the name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus, help of God. Send help of God. Restore, restore, restore. Restore, restore in every area, Lord Jesus, that the enemy has stolen of God. Even in your church, oh God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Amen. Amen. In the prophecy in that Jeremiah 17, verse 5. It says, this is what the Lord says, curse is the one who trusts in man. Whenever a man trusts in man, he invokes curse upon himself. Who depends on flesh for his strength? And then it says, and whose heart turns away from the Lord? You know, when we look at this, we may look at somebody worshiping idols completely. But I want you to know that Satan also does this to believers. Whenever we depend on our head knowledge 
and we depend on our achievements as a succor and as the protection. And our heart turn away from God. Now it is God who protects. God blesses us not to protect us. He protects us by himself. You know, it is God that should be our confidence, not what we know or we think we have. There are some who, 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 who God bless with wealth and they will come to a place they will, they will believe that whatever happened, I can never be poor. <laughs> they didn't read the book of Job. Who was the most wealthy man and he became the poorest man. It is God's hedge around us that did not allow Satan to destroy all our wealth. He can destroy all wealth in one day. If the Lord's edge is taken away, so we're going to pray for ourselves that God forgive us for every way that we have behaved in a way or manner that is like turning away from you. Where we have been led on our flesh, we receive forgiveness. Areas we should have sought you that we just sought our intelligence and we acted. We pray that the Lord will forgive us. And then we pray that God help our heart to trust you. Help our heart to turn and focus on you and never be distracted. Shall we begin to pray? Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we ask for forgiveness for every way that we have trusted in our flesh, every way we have trusted in our mind, every way we have trusted in our strength. Father, we seek your mercy. We seek your mercy. Lord, every way that we have not given glory to you, every way we have given glory to the material things that you have given us or to ourselves and our strength, Lord, forgive us. Have mercy on us. Our God and King, we pray, help our heart to focus on you. Help our heart to God to focus on you, the only true God. Help us in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth that our heart will lean on you alone. Oh, sovereign Lord, we pray thee. Help us, O God, to take you as a priority in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Oh, Father, we pray thee, we pray thee, we pray thee, we pray thee. Strengthen our spirit, man. Oh, Father, we pray in the name of Jesus. Strengthen our spirit, man, Lord. We pray in the name of Jesus. Enable us, Father, in this season to rely on you alone. Father, we beseech thee. We beseech thee, O God. Please, Father, we pray. Lord, we pray thee. Lord, we pray thee. Lord, we pray thee. Father, we pray thee. Thank you, Lord God. In Jesus' anointed name, we are praying. We are going to pray one more prayer. That is the scripture for the month. We have the book of Second um, Corinthians chapter 8, which talks about the grace God has given to the people of Ephesians, Ephesians the Ephesus church. It says, Second Corinthians 8.1, it says, And now, brothers, we want you to know about the grace that God has given the Macedonian church, churches. Now, we're going to pray that God you who engraced the Macedonian churches engraced me. And the second scripture is chapter 9, verse 8. 
And God is able to make all grace abound unto you, so that in all things, having all that you need, you will abound. So we pray for grace. And the way we are going to pray for the grace is this is the month of grace. God engrace me in the area that I lack grace completely. Let grace come for me. In the area that you have given me grace, let grace abound unto me. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Father, and God again, we pray in the name of Jesus. This is the month of grace. Father, we pray in the area that we lack grace. We pray, oh God, that you grant us grace. You grant us grace, oh God. Grant us your grace, Lord Jesus. In the area that we lack grace. Father, grant us grace. Grant us grace. Grant us grace. Grant us grace, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Jesus, do the right thing Father, God, we pray, empower us, give us grace in the area we lack it. Macedonian church is so good. And tell the Lord also, the most Father, we pray thee, open the floodgates of grace unto us. Open the floodgates of grace unto us. Open the floodgates of grace unto us. Give us grace upon grace upon grace upon grace upon grace upon grace. Oh, sovereign Lord, let grace abound unto us. 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 Tell the Lord, strengthen me in the area of weakness. Increase me in the area of grace. Oh Lord, we pray this. Increase us in the area of grace. Give us abounding grace. Lord, supply grace in every area for my life. Abounding Lord, every grace that I need, I ask for. In the mighty and God name is of able Jesus. To make us Father, we bless Lord, your name. To abounding grace. In so Jesus' anointed name we are praying. Amen. And the last prayer we are going to pray is this, the second scripture in our, cal- in our calendar. These two scriptures are the main scriptures for our calendar prayer to, in this month. This is the month of grace. It says in the book of Revelation, chapter 3, verse 7, to the angel of the church in Philadelphia, right? These are the words of him who is holy and who and true. Who, who is holy and true? Who holds the key of David? What he opens, no one can shut. Mm. And what he shuts, no one can open. Mm. Mm. Is it not mercy? You are asking God. Mm. You are going to pray and say, God of open doors, go before me in this month of September. Open doors before me. Let double doors be open before me. Gates will not be shut against me. Shut the gates and the doors against the enemy concerning my life. Lift up your voice and read the prayer. Father, we pray thee, with the key of David, O God, go before us this month. Tell the Lord, go before me and open double doors. Gates will not be shut against me. In this month, O God, let doors be open for me. Let double doors be open for me. Let double doors be open for me. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus. With the key of David, go before me, Lord, in this month of September. Let all things be possible for me. Father, Lord, go before me. Open double doors, doors of opportunity, doors of favor, doors of mercy. Open them for me, Lord. Tell the Lord, doors of healing. Open them for me, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus. 
Lord, we pray. You are the God of open doors. Father, Lord, open double doors. Tell the Lord, go before me and level the mountain. Make my path straight, O God. In the name of Jesus, grant me privilege and opportunity. Tell the Lord where I have been turned down. Father, remember, remember me and open double doors for me. Let favor come for me, Lord. Every door that the devil has opened, shut them. Shut door against the powers of hell that they will not have any effect over me. Their weapons will never affect me in this one. In the name name of Jesus Jesus Christ, Lord, I pray thee, Father, we pray thee, we grant, we ask for open heavens, open doors, speak wide, that your name be exalted. Thank you, Father God, in In Jesus' holy name we are praying. Let me pray with you. Lord, I, I see somebody who is connected to this meeting, that is suffering from headache at the back here and that headache goes straight right through through into the inside of the body right towards the, the nose area i cause such pain to die whatever name you are called i curse you headache to die migraine i curse you to vanish from the head that you have afflicted Amen. now in the name of jesus Amen. the bible says what everything that the heavenly father did not plant shall be uprooted Satan, you have no right to afflict God's children. For it is written, God one thing concerning them, saying, touch not God's anointed. Mm-hmm. Sickness, you have no right to abode in the body of Christians. Because the Bible says, our body shall be the temple of God. Mm-hmm. Shall infirmity dwell in the same body that carries the glory? No. So I curse every infirmity to die. That is the reason why it is said. However, none shall say, I am ill in Zion. For he was wounded because of our transgressions, mm. chastised because of our iniquity. The chastisement that makes us so is upon him. By his stripes, we were healed. Amen. And so every sickness you are, I curse you to die from your root. Amen. Every flesh and bone body, I command you and mine, be healed in the name of Jesus. Amen. I release the word of God into your body. Amen. I command you to be made whole from the crown of your head Amen. to the sole of your feet. Every form of pain, go in the name of Jesus. Amen. Every form of weariness, depart in the name of Jesus. Amen. Every form of confusion, I rebuke in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I decree that the glory of heaven surround everyone and the fire of God surround everyone. Every weapon of Satan. Be consumed with fire in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Lord, release your holy angels. When we were praying in the other time in the book of Acts chapter 12, when, when, when Peter was bound in prison, the angel touched him and chains fell off. Send your angels, Lord, to touch everyone who is bound. Every chain fall off in the name of Jesus. Every chain be broken in the name of Jesus. Fetters be destroyed. You yoke be broken by the anointing power of the Most High. Lame, walk, blind, see in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Every incapacity be gone in the name of Jesus. Every dead part of your body, I command life into them in the name of Jesus Christ. I decree that the fire of God in you will burn and and, 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 and grow to a conflagration. Amen. Take over the whole of your being in the name Amen. of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Father, we bless your holy name and give you the glory and honor and praise. In Jesus' anointed name, we are praying without you. Lord, I pray for those who have their birthdays today. 
May the Lord bless you. Amen. May a book of remembrance be opened concerning you before the Amen. Lord. May the Lord grant you grace. May He grant you mercy. Amen. May God open this book and look at where you ought to be and where you are and take you from where you are today before the end of this month to where you ought to be. Spiritually, you shall be translated. Amen. Lord, I speak in the name of the Lord. Financially, you shall be translated. Amen. The provision of heaven that enemy has been struggling over shall be released unto you. Amen. All the years the locusts have eaten in your life shall be restored unto Amen. you. This Amen. month shall be a remarkable month Amen. for you and everyone under my voice. Amen. It will be a prophetic month unto you. God will pour grace upon you that transcend human understanding. Amen. And those of you who are having this your birthday, whatever desire you have in your heart, for good may heaven open mercy and bring those desires to fulfillment. Amen. I say to you, you will be planted in the courtyard of God and never be removed. Amen. You will flourish unto your old age. Amen. Satan will never be able to outwit you Amen. in the Christian Amen. faith Amen. in which God has established you. Amen. You will never see situation that will make you deny God. Amen. I bless every marriage in the name of the Father Amen. and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. May you teach, O oh God, all your sins under my voice. Amen. Teach our hands for war, our fingers for battle. It is not time to give up battle. It is not time to be weary. Amen. It is not time to be sick. Amen. It is not time to be in famine. It is not time to be fed up. Amen. It is not time to be confused. Amen. So Lord, lighten up every soul Amen. that is under my voice tonight. That your name may be glorified. We Amen. thank you for what you have achieved yes. through Amen. us and what you have done in this season. In Jesus' holy name, we are praying with us. Amen. Amen and amen. Before I hand over to Pastor Tayo, can I just say to us that we have started uh, together, of course, the new scriptures we are reading. And I believe very much that you have been following up. But in the book of, I will finish our book of Acts at the same time, the Chronicles. I know that the Chronicles you are reading now, by tomorrow, you, you know, what you have been reading now is genealogy, genealogy, but by tomorrow, you will come to the place where you will now begin to go further. But look at those genealogies. And try to relate Oholel and Bezaliel. Trace the lineage that connected them with David. You will find it in chapter 2. And if you look at the rest of the kings, you can see those kings, how they are related down line. And Saul to the, to, to the root of Benjamin and David to the root of Judah. So those stories you are reading, don't just dump them. Read them to look at. You have studied from the book of First Samuel to Kings. Okay? So because you have studied that, it's a time for you to reflect them. But if you look at it too, also, before the end of the month, after going through the Kings again, I now went through the prophets. I will give you this table that I'm going to read to you. You will recognize that Isaiah, prophet Isaiah, lived at the time of King Uzziah, the same king that is known as Azariah in Judah. You will discover that after, in the, the days of Isaiah, you have Micah, which is the book of Micah, small, they will call that a minor prophet. But after Isaiah lived, you will discover a gap between the, the life of Manasseh and Amon. 
There is no major or minor prophet written concerning them. And you see how ruthless they were. Especially Manasseh. But after Manasseh, you will see Amon, King Amon in Judah. And for the time of Amon, at the end of Amon, you will see Josiah. From the time of Josiah to Zedekiah, which is what you are reading now, you will see the major prophet was Jeremiah. So he ruled in the time of Josiah, Jehoaz, Jehoiakim, Jehoachin, and Zedekiah until Judah went into exile in Babylon. You will also recognize that it was in the days of Isaiah that Israel went to the exile in Assyria. And hence the book of Isaiah 14, verse 24, that we pray all the time. The Lord Almighty has sworn, surely as I plan, it shall be, as I propose, it will stand. I will, I, uh, uh, I, will I will destroy the Assyrian in my land. I want to go and read the scriptures again, so that you can see what really happened in the land when Assyria came in. And you can see that from the book of Second, uh, uh, Second Kings 18. Read it back to the end. And you will see at the time Ezekiel was still a king, and you will understand why, you know, what Isaiah wrote. And when you go back to forward further, when you get to chapter 22, you will begin to understand Jeremiah. But the book of Lamentation was said to be written at the end of Jeremiah's uh, uh, prophetic ministry, which is in the time of Ezekiah. Okay? Of course, in the book of... Um, um, uh, uh, in, the, in the time of um, Josiah, the lamentation began. Alright? However, he did not write lamentation until all the prophecies he spoke over the region of the five kings, the time of Josiah, the time of Jehoazah, the time of Jehoiakim, the time of Jehoiakim, and Zedekiah. When the, 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 the exile came, and you remember, of course, when you read your Jeremiah, that Jeremiah was not taken to exile. He was given preferential treatment by the king of Babylon. And so, they, when all of them have gone now to exile, he began to write lamentation. So, you read your lamentation again and again, but this brief will help you understand why lamentation. Why did he lament at all? It lamented because he warned Israel. Because Israel did not obey. God has told him that these people will not listen to you and I will punish them. He went and he warned them. They did not listen and he saw every judgment of God come to pass on the people of Israel. But you know, it is because they did not listen. But you will see also when you read the book of Daniel in your, in this, your, in your, uh, uh, this uh, monthly Bible reading, you will discover how God remembered Israel. And the book of Nehemiah, how God began to restore Israel. And the Lord will continue to bless you. It is a very good thing to connect all these things together. But I recognize the fact that I would need to give you a graph that will show the whole picture. And that I put together, I will send it. Yeah, if you have study Bible as well. Okay. If you have study Bible, it's a very good thing. That in, at the beginning of every uh, chapter, it gives you dates, events, and stories on how those books, in about the books, about the writer, what is believed about the writer, about when or averagely when those things were written, 
why is he writing to who is writing study bible is very good for every christian but what mommy is saying to me to tell you is that our next study is next week we have finished the book of lamentation we will lament no more we go to the book of praise the book of job so we are going to be studying job next week but However, next week, by the grace of God, whoever wants to contribute a summary, that summary should be summary from 1 to 5, chapter of Lamentation. So that we do a summary of the whole book. Maybe I will suggest this. Let's say next week, mommy will not take Job. She will take Job to the, the other week. So that now we finish a book. When we finish a book, it's good for us to do a summary overview of that book. That will refresh our mind very well. So, for next week, Wednesday, we will do a summary overview of the book of Lamentation with some connotation of, you know, Je uh, Jeremiah. And then so that it will be a revision day. And then the following um, Wednesday, we will now go into the book of Job. I believe that will be very, very much good for us. And let me personally invite you again to the Warriors of the Night. All of you who have testimonies, please write your testimony. Text us that you have a testimony so that we can share with you. May the Lord continue to strengthen and bless you. If you are uh, worshipping with us for the first time, this is Christ with Tabernacle. We love you. We thank God for bringing you. And you can always contact us. Go to our website. You'll find all the information about us on our website. May the Lord continue to bless and strengthen you. Well, I want to thank every one of you for tonight. And before bringing the meeting to a close, can I just remind us, Tonight, we still have our Warriors of the Night. Warriors of the Night is prayer throughout. We recognize the fact that in Victory Night we pray, and sometimes we share a brief word of God, and today is one of the days. May the word we have had today transform our life forever. And the Lord will strengthen and bless you. Mm -hmm. Shall we lift up our voices to heaven and just thank God for the grace and mercy. Thank God for revelation. All the prayers that were led today, all the prayers you have prayed today, Lord, thank God for the knowledge you have given to us to be able to pray. Oh, sovereign Lord, we worship you. We glorify your holy name. We bless you, our God and King. Thank you for Blessed be your holy name. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' holy and anointed name, we are praying. Well, thank you so much, and the Lord bless you. Those of you who are on the YouTube will be going off YouTube now. And thank you, thank you for joining us. Please remember to click like on your YouTube. And God bless. That is thumb up. God bless you.